everybody. Welcome to another episode of False Reality Check. I'm one of your hosts, Buffalo Rambler. And I am Lakes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I know why that started, was so funny. I just started laughing. I know. <laughs> well, today's Sorry. episode is with our friend Chance Garten. Yes, Ch- Chance is such an awesome person. I guess I just started smiling at the thought of our conversation that we had. <laughs> it was such a good time. Um, yeah, Chance is such a wonderful person and so thankful for the community that um he's introduced us to i remember first seeing chance on dan's podcast mm, yes um, cosmic keys cosmic keys really loved that interview i was like who is this guy checked out interverse and was just immediately hooked on all his insights and what he gives to people through his podcast and just as a, as a person great person for sure yeah you can definitely feel all the love and kindness that comes off of chance and he's like the flow master in a way that you know i haven't met anybody that just kind of goes with the flow so much but i not to say that he just goes wherever the wind blows he doesn't he has direction it's just his life has been this state of flow for a long time yes yeah it's really awesome to watch him go through his journey and um being able to share the conversation with him about our journey and we talk about a lot of different things uh he gets into his sound healing a little bit and some practical uses for us at home and just flow state and the whole conversation was flow state i think and he even talks about the quote-unquote science behind sound healing because there is actually provable science behind it so that's what i found one of the most fascinating parts of this conversation with him and I learned a lot. Hope you did too. Yeah, I oh yeah, always. I always learn something from Chance, <laughs> whether it's on Interverse or Vibrant. Um, he's he's awesome. For sure. Chance Garten is a healer, teacher, astrologer, and all-around flow master funk. His morning oracle readings have given us synchromystical insights into our present experience and really helped us to ride the flow ourselves. This connection and friendship has really helped anchor us to a community of love and growth. As he hosts two great shows, Interverse and Vibrant, we look forward every week to watching. So please welcome our friend, Chance Garten. Sorry for the little bit of a wait there. No worries. It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) It's really unprofessional of me. (laughs) It's okay. No, we're not professionals, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. You guys are doing it. We're well, trying. You, you can call yourself amateurs if you define that as doing it out of love for the love. For sure. Then we're amateurs. I didn't put together songs yet. I saw that message just now, but I've got definitely got plenty of songs I could throw at you. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get there. Please do. For sure. Please do. Before we really get going, I just want to let you know, Chance, you are my Walter Mercado. So I just <laughs> want to let you know. Who's He's that? Like, who's what that? that oh my God. You don't know who Walter Mercado is? Are you no. saying, oh my gosh, he was a very famous uh, Latino astrologer that would go on like Sabado Gigante and he would go on a lot of the popular like Spanish language channels and he was very like, he was, you're not like him in, in that he was androgynous. You're clearly not androgynous, but, <laughs> <laughs> but he, but he was very into like 
you know, the stars and how everything kind of aligns and fate and all the, all the same kind of stuff. And so, you know, culturally I grew up with him and they just made a documentary about him, I think on Netflix, but we didn't get a chance to see it before we canceled our Netflix. But he's super famous. Like everybody knows who Walter Mercado is. That's why I was like, oh, you're my Walter Mercado because my mom grew up with him. I'm growing up with you. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, the Netflix thing too. I'm proud of you guys for canceling that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got a lot of stuff out of our life that just, I don't know. We didn't get any use out of it too much anymore. So we're like, why are we even using it? Or yeah. why are we even paying for it? I should yeah. say. And why are we contributing to it? Like we canceled Hulu too. Yeah. yeah we're done. Yeah. yeah. I think we should just call Netflix cutie flicks from now on. So no one yes. ever forgets about that shit. Exactly. Right. I love that. Yes. Yeah. The whole like Chappelle thing. I don't know what's going on. I haven't been keeping up with it, but I guess there's like drama with Chappelle and people are oh, canceling yeah. I mean, over he's that. Just a total division agent. Yeah. It's like, Oh, we get to feel self-righteous because he said all the right things about the, the left. And then the left gets to be mad because he pooped on their party or whatever. It's just more div- division. It's all right. When you, all of it is just a controversy factory to create further divides between the people and anything you see that's divisive, you know exactly what the energy behind that is, whether mm-hmm. or not people who are talking about it intend for that, they're playing right into the, the spell because the illusion is all based on division. The re- the truth is everything's connected. Mm-hmm. That's, that's 100% true. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that with people even unfortunately like in our community like some people picking sides and saying you got to believe in flat earth or you don't got to believe in flat earth what's wrong with you and it's kind of like dude who cares like don't worry about that's not we if we agree on 99 percent of everything else what does it matter what shape things are who cares that's not the that's not the point the point is we are all connected right like this is this whole that's what this whole thing's about we're connected we came here to discover that about ourselves and to move and grow accordingly right yeah of course (laughs) totally totally and if we can communicate about it with different perspectives it's actually to our advantage but as soon as you start you turn on somebody's thing and you get a few minutes in and you're like well i disagree with them and you turn it off you know maybe there's a time where it's good to turn it off because you don't like the energy you're getting but if their energy isn't off but they've got a different idea than you it's worth listening to because even if you have a perspective that differs hearing them out will reveal to you your own perspective and you'll f- feel it and experience your perspective more clearly by looking at what is different between you and them and there's a lot of good juju in that but as soon as it's like oh they're on team they're on the other team so i'm ruling out everything they say you'll miss so much of your own true feelings by living life that way and you'll be just kept in this tiny box of it has to be one way, which is what fear is all about, is restricting outcomes and potentials down to a single. There only can be one Highlander stupid shit where <laughs> the reality of things is multiplicity, life is infinite potential, love recognizes the possibilities and nurtures the possibilities and doesn't restrict. And that's what the magic and the power of letting go is really all about. It's because as soon as you let go, anything can happen. And the unknown is actually where all the treasure is at. For sure. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely grown into my own in that. In the past, I've been, um, yeah, if someone had a different viewpoint than I, than I had, I'd just shut them off. You know, I didn't want to hear it. 
And that mindset is no healthy way to live at all. I totally agree. And I'm willing to hear the other side for everything. Like I want to, I want to hear it all, whether I agree with it or not, because it opens my mind to new things, whether I agree or disagree. Um, at least I got to hear that person's point of view, got to hear them out and we can discuss it. Simple as that. No, no drama, but it seems like a lot of people that don't think like I do or um, have a different viewpoint just from around people we live around. They just, they're not willing to hear it. They just shut it off. Um, not saying we're running from that, but it'll be good to be away from it. <laughs> well, there's hearing people out who are authentic and they're sharing what they really see and think. And then there's boundaries where you put up the healthy resistance and say no to poison because that's where the black magic is at is poisoned worldviews poisoned worldviews fear-based reality um us versus them all of that stuff is actually that's healthy to put a boundary up between but if it's like they got a good vibe and they think different than you that's where there's a lot of gold to mine and see what you really think but yeah, totally good to just be like, oh, get the hell away from me, poison. That's fine. <laughs> so it's like a nuance and it's a dance and you won't always be right. You might, you know, and that's okay. But I think erring, sometimes erring on the side of boundaries is probably better if ultimately what you're feeling energy-wise off of someone's perspective is uh, doesn't feel good. And I'm living my life right now. I figured out super hack for life. It's so good. And it has to do with listening to your body and your true feelings. But I realized recently that it's totally safe to live your life where if it isn't a hell yes, it's a hell no. And just go with that and see what happens. The whole, your whole life starts to change into hell yes. And it's like, we've been trained that you can't do that. You need to do all these things and think all these things that don't feel good just because that's how, that's how it's supposed to be. And, you know, you got to go to your job and you got to put in your eight hours a day, even if you don't like it, because that's what a good American would do. And that's how you're going to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But no, if you live life where you accept something that is not hell yes into your experience, you just get more uh, compromise and more or less fun, actually. So what is the true life path of a spiritually awakened individual is that it can actually be fun. Not that I'm claiming to be fully awakened or whatever, but it can actually be fun all the time. And so I'm working with that. I'm funning with that. I'm even like replacing the working, working idea with funning because it, there's all kinds of productivity that you can get out of fun that brings you all the gems and all the wonderful treasures straight to you. And they're shinier and you appreciate them more even though you think we have this mentality that like, if I don't sacrifice to get this and not that there's no sacrifice, like productivity and your time that you spend, those are all a form of sacrifice, but sacrifice doesn't have to be self harm. Sacrifice can be an offering in joy and in, in true excitement. And so that's a totally different experience of life when what you give is what you truly want to give and what's okay for you to give without hurting yourself and it has all to do with healthy boundaries, solar plexus energy being correct, which I call the treasure chest. I call it, I realize the solar plexus is your treasure chest because it's the chest and it's the, the gold, yellow, solar energy, life force energy. And we've been trained by all these different messiah complexes and savior protocols of religion that then trickle into society, even for the atheistic 
and the communistic. It's actually all the same thing, which is the real hero kills himself for the crowd. And if we all kill ourselves for the crowd, we're all fucking dead. So whoops, that's pretty wrong. But if we all save ourselves, and there is no external savior and we're not trying to be captain save a hoe, we're all, we're all good to go. And then you have a bunch of superheroes rolling together and it's, it's time for Justice League. You know, it's Guild Wars, as my new friend Peace Dealer says that we're moving into right now. You, you squad out with your God Squad and your Golden Entourage, and you've all got the power, and nobody needs to fix anybody. And the synergy just goes through the charts because you're all already, you're all whole people coming to the equation instead of like all these broken, busted ass, missing puzzle pieces. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell oh, yeah. I love that. I'm looking forward to that episode, by the way. I know you talked to him yesterday. That should be oh, a good one. <laughs> so good. I want to put it out today, but I realize it's not going to work out uh, sure. time-wise. And that's fine. Can't rush these things, even though I want to, as yeah. the, uh, the Aries guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so true. Um, Chance, when, when was your, or what was your last Hell Yes moment? Yeah. Is that, uh, also, is that also like the Yes And? Hell Yes is like Yes And, right? Well, the rules, so yes and came from an amazing friend that was like, the rules of improv, yes and and no but. So you don't just flat out reject people. You say no, but here's why there's some of the correct in what you said. Or you go, yes, what you said is right, but also this. And so it has to do with getting out of true, false, and duality, Joachim, Boaz, black, white, good, Mm -hmm. evil, checkerboard floor that the Masonic programming has put us on for Mm -hmm. so long and into a real four elements mentality, four directions, balance, because it isn't just left and right. What about forward and backwards or up and down? There's more to life than just right, wrong, good, evil. It's more, it's, I won't say that everything shades of gray because there's like, I'm, I'm not proposing moral relativism. Moral relativism would mean that you didn't listen to what was hell yes or hell no in your body. There's definitely a yes or a no, but whenever it's yes and and inclusive, it's more like the yin-yang, where you see the uh, good, the light in the dark, and the dark in the light. So you see the good in the bad, and you see the bad in the good, and there's way more balance there because that's how life actually operates. And nature is not clear-cut. There's wiggle room all the time. Like, you know, maybe every caterpillar of the same species is a similar size, but they're not all exactly three centimeters across it to the dot, you know? It just doesn't work that way. Nature wiggles, we wiggle, life is a vibration, embrace that and don't get caught up on true false tests because the the hell of that is that if you in a true false binary, you're either all the way right or you're all the way wrong. So if just a few things in your foundational beliefs are actually wrong, then everything you built off of that is wrong. But if you allow for the wiggle and you go, could be this or could be that, and you look for it both ways you'll see way more truth and way more beauty and you'll accept what is without needing to control it. Agree hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I've, I've been trying to live my life that way, less uh, regimented in my schedule. Cause every time I hope for something to happen and it didn't happen, I would always like freak out and be like, Oh, why is my life going this way? But if with the flexibility of not, yeah, I have things scheduled, but I'm kind of just letting the universe take me where it needs to and putting my trust in um, our creator. And things have just completely 180'd in my life. 
it's gotten so, it's just so beautiful. Just all the love and abundance that have come, that has come to us together and me in my life. It's, it's been amazing. And this community that we're a part of that, um, I guess Lindsay was my entrance into it, this whole world, um, of, uh, superheroes of like us just trying to not save humanity, but save ourselves and we be, are humanity. We are humanity. Yeah. yeah. Just be examples, I guess. Good examples to everyone. But yeah. we uh, I left the uh, question hanging on what was the last hell yes, but because I'm living my life that way, I, it's an easy answer. It's what I did other than right now. I'm totally into this, but what I did right before this was uh, I could tell that my energy was a little dull and I needed to. So the other thing about this four going from the two to the four in terms of like how you approach life out of true false and into the four directions is mm -hmm. that this is actually the better way to initiate flow state. So I'll answer what the last hell yes was, but I'll explain it through this idea of four elements and looking at your four elements as the way to stay in flow state. And the example for me just now was I could tell that I was low on earth energy in the sense that I wasn't very well grounded. Uh, I was tired and not super sharp and clear. And it's been a little bit tricky for me lately because I'm so jazzed up on life that I can't sleep like I used to. I even took like 10 milligrams of melatonin last night and I was still up till almost 3 a.m. and woke up at 8 a.m., so which is geez. sleeping in. Like usually I'm up earlier than that, but I managed to sleep in a bit. So anyway, I was kind of tired coming into this and because of this difference in how I'm sleeping, there are times in the day where I'm, I'm rolling, I'm rolling, and then all of a sudden it's just like, hmm, I think I'm starting to kind of dip a little bit. And so earth energy is about not just grounding and connecting with the earth or getting the right food and nutrition, but also rest. And so I went outside. I was also low on fire energy <laughs> because that's part of what keeps you enthusiastic. I could tell I was low on both and the sun shining. Nature is literally calling me for the first time in days because it's been rainy and stormy. It's like, Hey, it's time to rebalance this. The sun's out right now. Clouds are gone from the sky. So I got the yoga mat, went outside, stripped down to nothing. Hopefully my neighbors didn't look over the privacy fence and I just got some sunshine on my whole body, including the parts that don't usually see the sun. And I know a lot of you out there, there's parts of your body that never see the sun at all. <laughs> and there's some serious power in that, especially uh, in your, your bits, if you will. Like it builds your top, you actually generate more testosterone if you get sun on your sack it's a fact jack really <laughs> really real thing. show me the data so, <laughs> <laughs> go try it you, you know like i'm done proving shit to people go try it if it for works sure. for you cool you yeah know, like i think proof is a hilarious outgrowth of this stupid true false paradigm yes and not that it's impossible to prove things or you can't do mathematical proofs and all that and that's a separate topic but it was a hell yes for me to go to just stop what i was in the middle of doing take the 30 minutes I had before this conversation and go lay in the sun, close my eyes and let the, uh, the fire and the earth rebalance me because I'd been too much on air and water in air. Like just a lot of communication with people, a lot of thinking things through and water in the sense of like maybe too much coffee and like a lot of strong emotional experiences in a positive way. But there's ways to look at this, four elements thing. And you can, it doesn't have to be overly complicated It's an intuition thing. 
and you can that can be a flow state stabilizer to when you feel yourself kind of falling out of the enthusiasm and the flow of uh, just bam, 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 one thing and then another thing and it's all going great. Just stop and be like, where am I off balance in these four elements, four parts of myself? And what could I do right now? And it doesn't have to take very long that would address the imbalance and just watch what happens. I think that it's the real hack. I haven't fallen off flow state for months now. And part of it I recently realized is because I've been approaching it from four elements and there's some serious, some serious magic in that. I think that's a lesson we're all ready to take on at this time. But when we're in just like, it's either good or bad mentality instead of fire, earth, air, water, we're missing a huge key to what keeps us balanced. Hmm. I dig that. I didn't think I it's laying out in the sun and putting your feet on the ground always do make me feel better. I, I've never tried doing it completely in the buff, but I, I definitely want to try it now. Do it. <laughs> I think my neighbors would get a little scared. <laughs> we have some second let floor em, neighbors. Them, dude. It's it'll human t- it'll body. Look down. The human bodies. Come on. I mean, it's not like you're, if there's maybe like children or something, keep it real, but let them ask for forgiveness, not permission. If you're not really doing anything wrong, that's my take. That's true. Yeah, maybe that's something we can do more up in Idaho when we're not by an elementary <laughs> school. <laughs> we yeah. literally oh, yeah, you need to go find a safe space for, for sure. Your, well, there's plenty of forests. We sinful nudity. Yeah, we can go dance around <laughs> in the forest if we need to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's there. You go. I mean, there's there's a way to do it, and even like if you can't do it nude, still better than nothing to get out there and just like charge up in that solar power. Yeah, my favorite thing um, to do outside is to work out in the sun. I love that. It gets me so energized. And even though it can be 90 degrees outside, I still, I, once I get into that flow state, working out in the sun, I just feel it's calm and the heat doesn't even affect me. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got that dry warmth, which I like. Here, yeah. it's yeah. just, you, go, you step outside and you're swimming through the air. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah, I think we'll be getting that up in Idaho in the summer. Well, the humidity. Yeah, because yeah. we're by a lake, so there's going to be plenty of humidity in the air for sure. Yeah, you you mentioned um, following your intuition. Something that I have trouble with is, and I, I don't know if you have trouble, but I know for me it's trusting your intuition because a, a lot of what I've learned, I've realized how I'm, I'm wrong on a lot of stuff that I've grown up you know, just taking at face value and then not really looking into it. And so I have this thing in my head where how do I trust my intuition now? Because back then my intuition was all messed up. How can I trust it now? So I'm always constantly second guessing myself, but like I'll have a, I'll have a feeling or I'll have something pushes me towards something and I, and I, and I feel like going a certain way is the right way, but second guessing myself, is that the right way? Should I really trust myself? Cause before I was wrong. How did you, have you overcome that? Or do you still like second guess yourself on certain things? I don't know if you can fully get rid of second guessing, but it is a lot like for me, a multiple choice test where the first thing that pops in your head is probably right. But to answer that, I know these are just like spiritual buzzwords, but intention and intuition go hand in hand. And I know you and I did a little back and forth on the telegram legs about prayer in the morning and yeah. how, whatever it is that however you pray or even if you don't call it pray 
call it, because that word is kind of jacked up anyway, call it intention setting, if you will, communication. You could just call it communion or communication with the the creative self-existing life force energy that generates all. And that intention setting is where you are deciding to trust yourself and deciding that you're going to be guided and that you know this. And because you, what you just said is right, Buffalo, that you've got no, you know, you've got no way to know if what you think is right is coming from a place of like indoctrinated, incorrect belief structures, but you've got a huge leg up on other people that have got false intuition in the sense that you know that we live in an upside down world and that every day is opposite day. <laughs> so, cause like you, you guys probably are realizing too, that everything they taught us and that we took for granted is correct. It turns out that like the opposite was reality, especially what come from what came from school. But you know all that, so just you can. I think the greatest thing you can give yourself is to trust yourself, and uh, the key is to be radically honest with yourself. So if you do end up feeling that it was off, that your intuition was off, instead of just trying to force it so the ego can be like, "I was right," just be honest about it. Uh, great message that came through to me in a recent divination was. <laughs> the only lie in the whole universe is believing that you're not brave enough to be honest. And if you really think about that, that is the root of all deception is the lie that you're not brave enough to face the truth on its own terms for what it is. And if you set that intention for yourself to and you know that and you can trust yourself to be brave, it's great because no matter what happens, even if you end up making a wrong turn somewhere, no matter where you wind up, there's a trustworthy person there because you're there. And that changes the game. So I would say like the, how old are you guys roughly? 33. 33. Okay, so we probably all have the same Neptune placement. And let's see, it's like Neptune in Capricorn for us. And it's a generational thing. And so Capricorn wants to figure everything out. That's the Saturn. That's the order. It's the sorter, putting things in the sorting. And Neptune's like the, the mystification and the mystery and the deep waters and the Lord of the sea and all of that. So the Lord of the sea means that that energy is the part of you that sees all. But because it's also the mist and the mystery it's, it's like there's an obscuration between you and what you know. And this is a description of how your unconscious is actually the all-knowing part of yourself. This, the part of you that knows everything you've ever learned and ever experienced. And it's in the database, if you will. But because we've got this Capricorn placement for Neptune, that it's like we want to know why we know and how we know and prove it, damn it. And give me the chain of logic and evidence for why this intuition is correct or this, mm -hmm. this psychic sense is correct. And so a big lesson for us to take action on in our generation, and it's really important too because there's a, there's a lot about our generation astrologically is important. And if, if, we, don't do, if we don't hero up, then it's going to be a while before we get a shot as humanity to flip the board on this stupid game of Monopoly. So trust the uh, trust that the sense that you get and the impression you get on things 
and just go with it because you know who you are, you know what your intention is, and you know that the deepest part of yourself is always going to be in alignment with your true true nature and your desire to be good and that you are good. And if you come from the creative, self-existing life force energy that generates all, then what you are is good naturally. Trust that. And that if you if you do make a mistake or misinterpretation, trust yourself that you'll correct it and just go with it and you'll be surprised. And for what for for me, doing sound healing for people and the the aura technician work I get in there with the tuning forks and that has been a really big help for me to trust the impressions I get because I my mind might even be kind of wandering while I'm in there and doing the work. And then all of a sudden I'll just be like, Oh, I think this is ha- I think I think it's sticky here. And there's no like physical force of why there's how I could say why it's sticky. Sometimes maybe there's a tone thing going on, but it's just like, it just pops in my head the idea of like, maybe this is a spot and what does this spot mean? So I just take note of it and I take all these notes down. And then after the session, I'm like, okay, the dissonance in your field was here, here and here. And then I tell them the energetic life story of their experience. And like at this age, maybe like you had food insecurity and at this day, your dad left the picture or stopped being a provider. And then this and this. And they'll just be like, that is all exactly right. And even the right ages. And I'll be like, I don't know why I know that. But I just went with the answers that popped in my head when they popped in my head and trusted it. And sometimes those answers don't come through as clear. But because of the process and the attention behind the process and the fact that I always ask higher self to guide the process for me and the other person, it's like I'm just the instrument for something else when I'm in there doing this technician work. And I don't need to make sure that it goes well. I already gave that up and surrendered that to the, the greatest good and that which, you know, that which puts us all in alignment and in synchronicity all the time, which is life force energy, the part of existence that is truly one. So just go with it. Like, that's what I think. Just go with it. <laughs> Whatever pops up, go with it. It's safe to do that because you know who you are. You know, even the bad guys do that. Even Team Dark does that. And uh, they are a lot less worried about whether or not they fuck somebody up. They're actually kind of like hoping to fuck somebody up sometimes. So, <laughs> you so know, true. you want to help. You're here to help. You will help. Do your thing. Oh, man. That's so cool. Yeah, the sound healing session that um, we did with you for One Day of Brightness, we went into that like no um, – I don't know. I wasn't really ex- expecting anything or um, – yeah, I had no expectations. It was a, it was a first experience for us. You know, I didn't know what to expect, and and you were remote, so it was kind of I was kind of like, oh, how is this gonna work? You know, um, and yeah, it did work. Yeah, we, <laughs> it, laid down, we laid down. <laughs> we took it seriously. We laid down on the mats, right? Yeah, yeah. We laid down. Um, you were doing your thing, and we could hear the vibrations subtly, like the the noises subtly coming through, but closed my eyes and I was just laying there and then my whole body just started to vibrate. And I knew in that instant, I'm like, this, this is real. Like we are vibrations. We are energy. Everything is flowing around us. Um, I kind of mentioned Nothing is separate distance is an illusion. Exactly. exactly. It's amazing. Um, it was as if you were there in that room with us healing us. You were, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were. Um, yeah. And I, I didn't even mention, I mentioned to you after, but I was having like toe problems and I felt like my big toes just start vibrating. Um, and the next day, I didn't think anything of it. And the next day, I was just completely, whatever issue I was having was gone. The yeah. little pains I would get 
now and then it was gone and i was just like this is fu- this is incredible <laughs> yeah i had the same thing with my rib because i i broke my ribs like a while back in a bicycle accident and they always say like when your ribs are broken they never fully come back and they can dislocate every once in a while and so i was i think i laughed too hard like a couple of days prior to that and i really hurt my ribs. no such thing <laughs> and and yeah i was having like pain on the side and after the session, the pain was gone. And I wasn't the only person who mentioned it because somebody, I think, in the chat, I think it was Kaylee, she said, does anybody else feel that in their rib? Did they feel that too? And I was like, oh, my God, I did too. Holy crap. Like, we were – and we were connecting on that. It wasn't on the left side. I think so, yeah. It was. There's it also was, liver stuff going on there too. Mm. So uh, it's – you're supporting – feeling that there was also, was also supporting you on some detoxification that needed support. The field that has these really interesting interconnectivity points and the, the liver flows up to a left side of the rib cage and to the left of the heart and it zigzags over to the right side of the head. It's a very interesting channel. Wow. Oh wow. What brought you to that path of sound healing? Like where where did you begin? I'm glad you asked. There could be more than one answer to that question, but first of all, thank you for that reflection of the effectiveness of the session. I am definitely in the place of totally trusting that it's a real thing and it works super well. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> and, you know, you said it was like I was in the room healing you, but the truth is I just asked your higher self and your whole team of, you know, your spirit squad that is cheering you on and giving you all the aid and setting you up for synchronicity. I asked them to do everything. I just put some tones into the field and then they are the ones, I say they, but like that part of, our expanded full self is what took charge and made sure this went there for you, but this went there for you. And I just, I'm just like this vessel for those energies. I'm not even the controller or the healer. I don't look at it that way. Uh, but I know that there's, there's an art to it. And so some of it is like the setup that I've come up with and how I use crystals to, uh, enhance my belief and the aesthetic experience for myself of how it looks and feels. And so of course I'm bringing my own spin to it and that's part of what makes it maybe makes me good at it as the the medium or the channel. But where I got into it, we could go all the way back to like 2013 when I first started getting into energy work and energy healing. And it all started with selenite crystals. I nice found I had a cool thing happen. I was at a music festival and there was a, you know, I'm on shakedown street. There's all these vendors and I walk into one with all a bunch of crystals. And I was like, wow, I hadn't really been around crystals before. I was normie chance at that time and coming out of normie and like seeing an expanded vision of who I was. What was weird was at that time, it was some psychedelic plant medicine experiences that like put me on fast forward temporarily where this version of me was who I was for like almost a year. And it was bizarre. Cause like I literally like knew all the stuff that I have spent years since then researching and building. But back then for a time, I just knew it all. Like I was, not that I knew everything, but like I was this me early. <laughs> and then I, then I had to like go back down and build some foundations and get in the dirt and plant seeds and put it all together. So I knew where it all was and where it came from and, and all that. But getting into crystals, feel like I went into this crystal booth and I asked like, what is, uh, <laughs> it's okay if I like do some stories, some fun yeah, stories. Yeah, please. Chance, do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I went in and I was like, so I don't know what possessed me to ask this question. I was like, so uh, what do you have that's not on display, like in the back? Yeah. And this is a fun thing you can do is ask shops this and you don't know what you're going to find. The animal medicine deck that I have that I use for the morning Oracle reads mm-hmm. I do. That's how I got that. It was some nice. used deck from the 90s in a Ziploc bag that they had in the back office at what? the metaphysical bookstore in my shop. And I was like, what do you got that you don't show everyone? And they're like, well, we got this old used deck. It's kind of, you know, a little beat up. And I was like, that. It's got lightning bolts on the back. I want that. <laughs> That's <Nice>. awesome. <laughs> so uh, I'll get to the sound healing stuff eventually if you're okay with long story time. Please, it's all good. Please take your time. Yeah. Yes. So she brought out, this vendor brought out a box of wands, leather-wrapped handles with selenite crystal. This is not one of them, but uh, they had, like, a leather-wrapped handle and feathers coming off of it. And I was like, that's so cool. And she told me that some medicine man in Colorado had out of the blue messaged her online and said, hey, I feel called by spirit to let you know that the this box of wands that I made is supposed to go to you. And she didn't even know this guy. And she was like, well, I can't pay you for it, so I'm sorry. And he's like, well, whatever, whatever. It's supposed to go to you, so what's your address? And he just shipped them to her. And she didn't want to sell them because they had been received that way. So she just was holding on to them in the back. And I was like, I need one of those. (laughs) I'll pay you for it. Thanks for being the the one that brought it to me. You know, you deserve some uh, recompense for that. So I bought it, and I started like playing around with it, putting it up to my ears. I could hear it. I could feel the different tingles as I moved it around my head and my body. And I was like, what is this? Because up to that point, I'd never, I was so closed off to my body because so many of us are in this armored state mm-hmm. uh, and not, lack of sensitivity. Because that's really what spiritual path is about, is gaining, regaining our sensitivity to life and not being afraid of what we'll feel and what's there and opening up to it and communication with life force energy. It's all about communication. That's why Mercury is the is such an important god or Hermes because that's the divine messenger. And the divine message message is always around you in the world and in the vibration of the universe. But that the real message is how you feel that inside yourself and see the inner how the outward doth from the inward roll, to use an alchemical phrase. And so I picked up this wand. I played around with it. I was like waving it around people's heads. Had all kinds of experiences. People were telling me that it made them feel better. I was like figuring out how to bring people back from K-holes and bad trips and all kinds of shit where it was like, well, I like, this is what I mean. Like I had these skills that I've developed now on purpose consciously, but back then I just knew how to do shit. And I swear that these things were telling me stuff. The more I played with it, I would get the message right then of what to do right then. And I picked up all kinds of techniques that way without reading a book or anything just experientially. And I think it's like unlocking stuff that I've done before in previous lives and just remembering who I am. And so uh, this is why I wanted to get like long story time in. Cause I like long story there's time. A funny, there's a funny story in here. I've told on other shows, but it's so funny. I want you guys to hear it. Right. Yes. <laughs> a year later, I had the same first wand and I had so much good times with it. And I wanted to let it go though and give it away to someone else that was the right person so they could maybe have experiences like this. Cause my thinking was if I release this, and then, then what I'll do is make my own wand, like a Jedi builds his own lightsaber. And 
So uh, I was at a, a big music festival called Wakarusa in Northwest Arkansas on Mulberry Mountain. And I met this guy who had a full back tattoo of Alex Gray art. Like a f- his whole back was Alex Gray. High Whoa. detail. That is so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. And we were watching Big Gigantic, really loved Big Gigantic, and at the main stage. And uh, he was like, hey, can I hold that? And I was like, oh, sure. And I handed him the wand. And I'm just like vibing with the music and getting into it. And I looked back over at him and he's laying, he's removed, speaking of nudity, he removed all his clothes, <laughs> the middle of this huge crowd of thousands oh of God. people. And he was laying on the ground completely naked with the, the, the selenite crystal on his chest. I looked down and I was like, yo, homie, I'm not mad at you. What you're doing, I get it. But you might attract aggro from security or somebody because you got no clothes on. So maybe put at least cover your junk. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. And he just like snapped out of this trance he was in. Oh my God. And I was like, so this is the guy. <laughs> he should have this wand. And I gave it to him. And later, uh, this was like, I don't know, 20 plus thousand people at this festival. Really big, I think. Maybe I'm getting that number wrong. You know how numbers are. And later, a friend came up to me uh, way later in the night and was like, hey, I met somebody and I had this experience that made me think of you. And I was like, oh, really cool. And she goes, yeah, a guy had a crystal like the one that you carry around all the time. And he was showing it to me. And while he was showing it to me, he handed it to me and we dropped it and it fell on the ground and a piece chipped off of it. And he gave it to me. And I was like, I already knew. I was like, did he have an Alex Gray tattoo on his back? And she was like, what? How did you know that? So somewhere out in the middle of the festival grounds, because I was doing solo stuff. I wasn't with the group or with this friend at all. We were all separate. And she was like, I wanted to give you this because it, it reminded me of you. So she gave me this shard. I still have the shard. Oh, man. Of <laughs> the original crystal. And I was like, this is it. This is the proof that when you let go of something you love, if it's true, it will never leave you. It will come back to you in a different yeah. form. So I got that. And uh, that was a great message. And continued on this path of energy work and learning how to do Reiki and eventually like teaching myself Reiki by working with these type of crystals. And eventually it got to the point where like I can make, I can generate the, the, uh, the energy and what this does as far as like cleansing and clearing and bringing transmitting light, this type of crystal. Cause they use fiber optic cables. Actually the innards of those cables are based off of this crystal. Like if you shine a laser through one end of it, it will come out the other side in a perfect dot with no distortion. It is wow. a perfect transmitter of light with no interruption. It's pretty amazing. Wow. So anyway, I like got to the point where I could do that without the crystal, although I still like to use them, but it's like, it's part of me. And so when it came to learning sound healing, a lot of that technique and feeling came with me to the practice. And where I found out about it was from, Eileen Day McCusick, an amazing researcher in the field and author. I have a couple episodes with her on my show. And I think the second time that I heard her talking about what she did, I was like, the first time I was definitely excited about it. But the second time I heard her somewhere, I think it was on an episode of Crow Triple Seven. I was like, I I listen to a million podcasts and I hear all kinds of great solutions and ideas, but something inside me was like, this is a thing you need to check out. Get into this. And I bought her book. And I read her book really quickly and I bought a sonic slider, which is her on the body tuning fork. She's got it immediately within a few days, I was able to 
heal a shoulder injury that was months and months of months old, like from rock climbing that I could not get rid of. And I had to quit climbing because of it. And I couldn't lift my arm higher than this. And there was, it was a huge issue, this injury that would not go away persistently. And I got the, on the body fork and started using it there. It was like the pain was gone the first time I used it. And within two or three days, the range of motion was back. Within a week, I was working out again and getting the strength back. And now it's like, there's zero problem with this arm, and this shoulder. That's from the on the body fork, the slider, which I don't have with me to show you what it looks like, but I recommend that one for working on yourself because you it's got a it's weighted on the end so you don't hear it as much, but you can transmit the vibration straight into your body with uh, the one end of it vibrates and the other end you touch to yourself and you feel it vibrating on your skin and especially if you do like bone conductivity. So that was where I started, and then I got a set of non-weighted normal tuning forks just not that different than what you'd use to tune like a piano and started experimenting on some friends uh, inviting them over putting them on the massage table seeing if i could hear and we can talk more about like the process if anyone if that's interesting we can talk yeah about that. that's super interesting yeah i i guess um one of my questions is is it mostly the vibration that does the healing or the sound or a combination of both um, cause you said you put the fork to your skin and it's the vib- the vibration that does the, the healing for the body, um, the body fork, I guess. So our bodies are like largely crystal. Our bones are crystal. The water in our bodies is actually not a liquid state of matter. It's like a mixture. It's like a in between state between plasma and water or plasma and liquid, the cell the water in the cells. Mm-hmm. And so with anything that's got a crystalline structure molecularly, where it's this uniform lattice of a self-similar pattern, when it is squeezed or vibrated, it creates piezoelectricity is what it's called. It's actually why quartz crystals are used in a watch, because the striking of that quartz or the, the gentle pressure on that quartz keeps the charge steady and nonstop going that powers the watch at an exact rate that's consistent. So vibrating with a coherent frequency that is not coherent. What I mean by that is it's consistent. It's uh, balanced. It's not all over the place and weird, like, you know, 5G and shit like that, or really all the, all of the vibration that comes off of our weird electronic tech. Um, and there's solutions to that too, where you can, you can make your tech have a coherent energy or a more coherent energy. That's what like Mitch, the organ donor is about, but a shout out to Mitch, the organ donor. Cause I just got For a bunch sure. of earth pipes from him. He's so going to be gifting around my town right. as soon as I get some free time. But <laughs> yeah. He's the man. So yeah. Um, it's the vibration that's coming off of the, the sound is light. Okay. All vibration is vibration and sound is a lower frequency vibration light is a very high frequency vibration so sound is electricity just like when you see the flash or lightning you hear the thunder it's one thing so even if you're not touching the fork to your body the the sound being coherent is literally putting balanced light into your dna and into your cells and your your body absorbs that and it's energized by that even when it's subtle the key is that like, have you ever seen a bunch of metronomes put out and they're yeah. all started at different yeah. times, but yeah. then 
after a while, they all sync up. Yeah. There you go. That's what your body (laughs) and your cells do whenever they're exposed to the coherent vibration and the light and the electricity of the tuning forks. It is scientific. There's nothing like woo about it, even though it's beyond our ability to perceive in like the Capricorn way that we would want to know why exactly and see the proof. And, but the proof is there. The research is done. Eileen's books go into the research and it's super real. Uh, but where it gets woo is the fact that I can do it from hundreds of miles away. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it gets a little woo. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so trippy. Um, yeah, I, I lost my train of thought. But Go that, ahead. <laughs> that's not really that's not really woo woo. I mean, I forgot where I heard this from, but it was some. I'm sure you're familiar with like um, Boeing and Lockheed Skunk Works and all those like space military type programs or whatever. There was some dude that was I think he was like the CEO and he was giving a speech. There was a reporter that caught him outside and he asked him. He's like, because the guy said we we found ET and now we have the technology to bring him home. And then the reporter runs up to him after the conference and asks him, how did you figure that out? And he's like, how do you think? And he said, I don't know. All space, all, all points in space and time are connected. And the CEO says, bingo. And so it really doesn't matter if you're in Colorado or Idaho or Missouri or Texas and we're in a different state. We're there with you and you're here with us. Like I know we're seeing each other on the screen. But we're, we're in the out same there room. Listening right now, we are in your mind. Yeah, exactly. That's the only thing that's the only place anything ever was. Exactly. It all begins with mind. That's like the first pr- principle of alchemical law, right? That it all begins with mind. Yeah, that's hermeticism one hundred and one, the principle of mentalism. And there's always more layers of that onion to realize and recognize. But once you start to experience it, you can trust it more. I think psychedelics help with that. And also then you don't fear death as much because it's like, where would you go? You were only ever in your mind. How can like, if your body is in your mind, does it matter if you have that exact body anymore? Wouldn't your mind still be a thing? Instead of the idea that your mind is generated out of your body somehow emergent from this complex system. And then like, where did that body come from? It makes way more sense that mind is the self-existing eternal thing that is an aspect of life force energy and has no beginning or end. And you can relax once you know that. Definitely. Yeah. I learned that through mushrooms, that whole experience. Yeah. Um, not so much LSD, but mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. LSD was, it seemed more like recreational to me in terms of how it made me feel. Not that I, not that I dislike it, you know, sitting around for 10 hours tripping. That's, that's cool too. But it's a lot. It's a I've lot. There. Mushrooms, like mushrooms kind of take you, on a journey and show you where you, what you need to see. Whereas I feel like LSD is something you just play with, you know, I don't know. Do you, do you, do you ever get that vibe or have you ever tried both of those? LSD is more of just a chaotic crowbar opening of your chakras. And when that happens, like technically you're leaking light, like all over the place. And it's not that you shouldn't ever do that, but you see that the, the more somebody, goes at their self with that crowbar, the slippier, slipperier their self is. Like they start to lose who they are and uh, become more of the energy of their environment than anything else. And that's dangerous. But with mushrooms, it, it's different for different times and different people, and it's adaptogenic, and there's an intelligence to it that's um, 
I think superior than going into the the LSD realm. I'm not saying never do it, but the whole issue that is being addressed with biofield tuning or the, that's what only Eileen calls it. I don't want to like steal her trademark name, but with, I call it Aratech, Aratech, <laughs> like Aratechnician work is kind of what I've been calling it lately, is that the, uh, the real problem is the holes, the Swiss cheese nature of your field and, the, and your boundaries. And the there's a plasma membrane sheath that is like the shell of your egg as a living container of life force energy and trauma and various forms of vampiristic external attack and self, which is always a reflection of poor boundaries within and self vampirism that puts these holes in the membrane where you're leaking light. And when you're leaking light, I call that going down the memory hole thing. You lose parts of yourself as they say, it's the memory hole, but the hole is in your field and your memory is contained in your aura. There is no part of your brain where you can look for the, the exact cluster of cells that are the filing cabinet that stores the information of who you are in your memory. It's all part of your field. And so the stronger the cohesion of your field and the boundary of your plasma membrane sheath, the more of yourself that you can hold at once and the more aspects of your memory are strong and accessible and uh like when somebody's got these holes for too long and they're self-inflicting all these damages to themselves and like going too hard on drugs non-stop and leaking light you'll see that especially after the saturn return uh part of life you get a little bit of a free pass until saturn comes all the way around and then it's just like hey bitch i've been in every house i know exactly i know all your stuff and you need to get it together. <laughs> but if you do get it together and you've disciplined each of these 12 houses in yourself and Saturn comes back around, he's like, all right, I'll give you the promotion now. You can have the keys to the car. And, you, you know, that comes, that's your health getting stronger. And, like, people can age, start aging backwards when they get into their 30s if they've really understood this discipline and taking care of themselves and having proper boundaries. Because Saturn is all Saturn's the lord of... The box is the cube. And that's all like super negative in a lot of conspiracy research and like blah, 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 the black cube. And yeah, but really, we need containers. If everything that was inside containers was then outside of them, it would be a mess. <laughs> containers are good. And the same sense, like if you are not a healthy container for your own light and life force energy and it's leaking out, then you will see just like in the Star Wars video game where if you're a dark side character you start getting more fucked up the more evil stuff you do and the face is like all cracking and like your eyes are black and yeah that's be in real life what you see is people that get aged and they're not taking care of themselves properly they get uglier and uglier and i don't care if people get mad at me for saying this but i don't trust really ugly people especially the older they are come at me i know why you look like that and it's it's an inner beauty reflecting or a lack of inner beauty, a lack of inner wholeness reflecting on the external. You don't have to have like the exact supermodel looks. It's your energy though. And so like the, you see the old guys with, especially in the politicians and shit, like, you know, the, the rapey Hollywood producers and whatnot. And their nose is just like dripping out and their, their earlobes are like stretching and stretching. Yeah. And they're just warping. Very, very goblin-like. Exactly. They're leaking. That is an expression in their, their physical body of how their biofield is constantly leaking light 
because they're so riddled with parasites and they themselves are a parasite. Does that make sense? And yeah, so like, then sure. you yeah. see, like I met this dude, Martin at the festival I went to last weekend. He came from Iowa to like, look for me. And he was the, not just to look for me, but to have a good time, but he knew I was coming and that's what it, he wanted to meet me. And dude, he's 59. And he was telling me about playing rugby earlier in the week. And he's played rugby for 40 years. And, he he was had stronger vitality and vigor than a lot of the twenty five year olds at the event, and he was jacked and his face looked youthful and he was just like excited and there was nothing it was all tight like everything was tight but he was loose at the same time he had this great energy and super exuberant super awesome guy, and that's the proof of what I'm talking about is he's been he does the type of self work that we all talk about in these circles and he's been on it for a long time and he's the living example of how whenever you are a proper vessel for the light and a secure vessel for the light that you get more beautiful the older you get you become more of an angel being and you ascend and ascend and there's no end to that potential journey just like you know behold i saw the ladder going up and down this life is shoots and ladders you climb the ladder or you ride the slide and the slide's fun, like, wee, but eventually you bottom out and you're just like, shit, fuck. There's the mountain. <laughs> Got to get back up there. And anyway, I'll stop on this rant, but I think you get me about the ugly thing. It's not, I'm not hating. Like, it doesn't mean I don't have love for you, but I ain't trusting you with important stuff if you look like a damn goblin. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Get away from me, ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Oh, though. my God. Age is just a number. I think it's yeah. actually a word. It's not even a number. Age is a word. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. That's true. You got me. It's <laughs> a joke. It's a joke. I know, I know. <laughs> that was like a dad joke. That was like a dad oh, no. joke. I, I like to laugh. I like to dad joke. I love it. I love it. Oh man. Chance, what, what kind of tuning fork would you recommend for like at home use to tune, I guess, to prevent uh, our aura or aura from, from leaking, from leaking the, on the body one. I okay. do think the on-the-body one is the way to go. Um, the, it's called the Sonic Slider. You can get it at the Biofield Tuning Store. There are other weighted tuning forks out there, but I just know that that one's great. It is, uh, frequency-wise, it is the 12th harmonic of the Schumann Resonance. I know the Schumann Resonance is all over the place lately, but at a certain point before we started getting into like crazy Ascension vibes, there was a pretty consistent average of the Schumann Resonance, and so it's that times 12 is what you get. I think it's 93.96 cycles per second for the sonic slider. And 93 is a mystical number in and of itself. Uh, so I like that one. And anyway, that's what I would say is the, the starter because you're going to want to work on yourself. And if you think maybe you want to work on other people, cool to get the, uh, the other type of forks. And you do stuff for yourself with the non-weighted forks, just the sound, no doubt. But you can't. I don't think you can go wrong because the whole reason why a tuning fork is a tuning fork is because it makes a consistent, coherent, same frequency until the vibration runs out. And that's the thing that your body is syncing with. And it, I don't like, I know that there's like, so I use Solfeggio currently. There's also a solar harmonic type of tuning fork. So Solfeggio that's in the one, four, seven, two, five, eight, three, six, nine, Basically, it's in these clusters where the ones, the fours, and the sevens go together. We can talk about why that is. The uh, three, six, nine goes together, or nine, six, three, you know, in any order. 
and uh, two, five, and eight go together. That's is four, th- four, three, five one of them? Or am four, I three, think- five? Yes, or I'm, I'm thinking of something else. Maybe four, three, two. Four, three, two. Three, two. Yeah, four, three, two. There you go. So yeah. that is the uh, A note that matches with the natural sort of scale, chromatic scale of the chakra system and the earth. So solfeggio is not musical. It almost sounds more mechanical tone-wise, but those tones have special mathematical relationships in the numbers where like 147 or 417 or 741, those are all solfeggio tones. Those three numbers always go together in solfeggio because you got the one, of course, and then you have four. If you add the digits one plus two plus three plus four, you get 10 and that reduces to one. And if you do the same thing with seven, one plus two plus three plus four plus five plus six plus seven reduces down to one. And then 10 reduces down to one. And then 13, which is a four, reduces down to one. So there's this step scale where every three numbers on the number line actually in a gematria or numerological sense reduce down to one. So that tone or that set of tones, the 147 in solfeggio, has to do with wholeness, unity, oneness, and that type of thing. Whereas the 369, that's about generative or 963, any of that, because three and then six, those are two trinities coming together, mother, father, two complete trinities, mind, body, spirit, and then generating the nine, which is the the uh, sacred child or whatever, mother, father, child. So that's a generative, that's an energizing, that's an electric type of thing. And then the two, five, eight, this is all my take, by the way. I don't know if you'll ever read this anywhere. People have totally different interpretation of solfeggio going back a long time, but whatever, this is what I feel from the tones and from working with them and, ex- and thinking about the number relationship. And the two, five, eight goes together because that's about balancing duality and polarity. So obviously two, one and one, and then five is the, is the middle because it's literally it's half of 10 and then there's two on each side and then there's a one in the middle with five and then the eight is two, two fours or an infinity. So everything in the reality manifests and we even have a physical world because of this uh, duality principle, which is kind of an illusion, but not an illusion. It's a paradox. And you can balance polarized energy and put things back on the right side to, to even the scales with the 258 and the 825 and all those tones. So anyway, that's my sort of like solfeggio explanation, total bro science, totally made all that up, <laughs> but it makes sense to me. That's so funny. Yeah, I've been lately meditating to the 432 uh, frequency. I don't that's know. Heart. Yeah, I don't know. That's, if that's where we feel it when we do. Yeah, I don't know if you, when you meditate, if you meditate to any music or any frequencies. Um, uh, just a random question. Sometimes I do. Yeah. It's a good question. Uh, one thing I like is shamanic journeying. And that was something yeah, I was right. doing back when I had like this crazy woke explosion in 2013 and 2014 where I was like having the, the first onset of spiritual awakening and remembering who I truly was and I did get into shamanic journeying back then which is where you use you know traditionally you wouldn't do it from a digital track you'd have an actual person playing a drum or you'd be playing the drum and there's a I like the drum and rattle any track where it's very simple just the drum and just the rattle very simple rhythm just like boom 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 and no change 
just this drone and rattle, shake, shaking with it. And uh, this puts you, helps your brain slip into the hypnagogic state and self-hypnotize and trance. And then with shamanic journeying, the goal is like, you can just meditate to that and it'll help open you up to the third eye experiences and bring things to you. But with shamanic journeying, like there's more to it than this, but to just give you everyone out there listening, maybe a, a place to jump off from or a way to experiment is that it's not quite like astral travel. You're not leaving your body. And I don't even recommend that for beginners. I mean, I can't even do that on purpose, although I've done it before spontaneously. That's a little, you know, it's like make sure you lock the car before you leave it in the bad neighborhood, potentially, if you're getting all the way out of the car. Going within is different. And with shamanic journey, the goal is that you listen to this track or you are there with the real drum and the real rattle. You go into the meditative state. You let your brain slip into hypnagogic trance. Uh, I think that's like theta, right? Theta waves. Theta waves. And from there, you will visualize on purpose, start to intentionally visualize some kind of a mechanism of going up or down. And so you can go into the, like the shamanic conception of the universe is that there's our world and then there's an underworld or a lower world. And that's more like the pure nature, divine feminine, the, the roots and the soil of all things. And then there's a heavenly realm above. And that's like the angelic and there are these crystal cities and all kinds of cool shit. What you do is you, maybe it's a ladder or maybe it's a tree, but you go somewhere that has access. They call it, it's an, it's an access point, but in shamanism, they call it an axis mundi, which is kind of like on this cosmic A conception, there's the spine, spine of the world. I don't know if you guys caught Vibrant where I talked oh, about yeah. that. Yeah, blew that my was, mind. That blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I really think that's how the universe is. That's, that's it looks. It makes I mean, sense. It makes sense. Feels right to me. Right. I don't know. It's like at least esoterically, the cosmic egg is correct. It doesn't have to be literal. I mean, yeah. what's literal? Yeah. It's all in our heads anyway. But so you find the axis mundi, however you want to visualize it. Could be a rope, could be a ladder, could be go- climbing a tree or going down and digging through the roots. And you visualize yourself going up or going down, depending on which realm you want to contact. And you on you on purpose focus on this visualization. You're digging the tunnel, you're, you're going down the ladder, whatever it is. And then at a point, it'll spontaneously be like, you're there. And you'll know when you're there, maybe it won't take very long, especially if you practice this a lot. Maybe you'll be climbing for a long time and just working on that, that visualization muscle. But when you get there, the key is that you stop trying to control the visualization and flow with it, which is tricky because you're going to see things and you're going to want to interpret it you're going to want to maybe even be like, well, now I want to see this and control it, but this is going to take you out of theta. So it's like this really fine line where just like in the yin yang, there's the the lineman between the light and the dark. That's where you want to be. You're right in between perceiving it and uh, interpreting it and kind of just right in the middle between both things. And so you'll, you can run into like, if you set intention for what you want to contact, that will actually help and you'll you'll be able to. So like maybe you go into the lower world in the nature realm and you want to be like, where's my spirit animals at? Show me some spirit animals. And you, like for me, when the first time I did that, I wound up in this like field of tall grass and there was a monkey there and I was like, sweet, look at this monkey. And I followed it through the grass and 
it's very like psychedelic once you get there and you're in this hypnagogia it's like a waking dream you know you're in your body you know you're listening to the drum but you're also seeing this vision unfold in front of you and you're following it and you're going with it and it will like if there is a being that shows up part of the part of it that you can control is ask it questions and then just see what pops into your head and exactly what pops in your head that's the the guide answering you and so this is shamanic journey work uh there's definitely more to it than this and there's something to explore and figure out how it works best for you but this is like advanced level meditation where you're no longer just trying to sit there and make sure you get some air and raw dog in the oxygen which is good do that type of meditation too but if you want to if you're ever like what are my spirit guides what what's my spirit animal uh, what would source want to tell me if i could actually get clear and communicate with the other side what you actually can and this is a skill humanity has always had a superpower we've always had but they don't teach you this in elementary school i guess <laughs> yeah to get to that level would you say your third eye has to be pretty decalcified i guess like how do you even no fuck that, fuck that <laughs> whatever that whatever that your means your body is in your mind guys yeah I'm not, like i'm not like saying you guys are dumb. I just want everyone to know, like, <laughs> don't worry about, like, do the things for your health. Make the right moves for your health. Don't worry about how calcified your third eye is. Maybe it's supposed to be a crystal. Maybe. True. Like, maybe that's mm. all just, like, a, a toxic worldview they're throwing out there to make you uh, believe that you don't have the ability to see within. Guess what? You do. I don't care how calcified your third eye is. Don't you have dreams sometimes? Yeah. yeah. At least sometimes? Like, you never, the beauty of wholeness and higher self and truth is that you never left it. You never lost it. You can't because truth is the only thing that exists or ever could exist. So the only thing between you and truth is believing like, I can't do it. Or there's a calcification or this is what's wrong. And this is why I'm broken. So ascending past this level of total abject failure to thrive that humanity has been on is simple to just be like, I'm not healing. I mean, I'm healing all the time as in I'm always getting better, but I'm not like, I'm not broken and I need healing. I'm whole and I'm already, I'm already all of it and I'm expanding. So it's like move from the, I need healing and I need fixing mentality to I'm expanding and I'm already healed. And I'm just an embodiment of the energy of healing rather than like, a needy, a needer of the energy of healing. Okay. Yeah. No, I hear you. I, that's, that's something I've been working on a lot lately. Just, I can go crazy thinking about all the 5g around me and the fluoride <laughs> in the water and <laughs> just all this Look stuff. Like that's... a video game and those are side quests and you get great <laughs> XP if you do them and it's fun, but like can't, it can't really touch you when you know who you are. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah. I like to look at it. Um, it's funny. I went to go, I actually, we're selling our house. So I wanted to cleanse the house. So I, I went and got some candles and some sage and we did our own little cleanse for ourselves. But when I, as I was going into the, the mall here, you know, California, you got to put masks everywhere. I didn't see a sign. So I didn't put masks. I didn't do anything. I just walked in and there were other people like that. Too. Even if there was a sign, even if there was a sign, you know? I tend to ignore it anyways, <laughs> but you know, oh, I didn't see the sign. Oh, well, you know, but I, I imagined myself as I was walking through like that ick, like having a toroidal field 
of love and light just coming around me. And I, and I thought, even if somebody gets in my face, I'm just going to bring them love and they're not going to, they're not going to affect me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to return the anger to them and I'm not going to bring them that. So it works. You know, I had a very pleasant trip to the mall, which usually the mall is not a pleasant trip here. So yeah, like what, think of the word mall. Yeah. But you brought the love there. And so it reconfigured the whole experience. That's exactly what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. I love it. It worked. I also like what you said, raw dog and oxygen. (laughs) That might be the uh, title of this episode, raw dog and oxygen with chance. (laughs) (laughs) This has been awesome so far. I had no idea what we're going to talk about, but a lot of fun stuff. I feel like, I feel like someone could listen to this and and try some shit. Yeah, Yeah. That's it. It's not just for us, but for our listeners out there that are noobs coming into their own spirituality. Um, A lot of red pill, black pill stuff going on. I'm here to bring like the clear pill. There you go. (laughs) That's like the most purest white pill is the clear pill. So it's It's so full of The clear pill is no pill. Surprise. Like, let's just drop that whole pharmaceutical lingo. I know. Oh, man. I know um, one of my favorite things about you is your wordplay. Oh, man, um, I love that. <laughs> Founded. Found dead. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, I didn't invent that, that no, no. observation, but I do love to, when I catch a, a better way to express something, I try to integrate it for sure. Yeah, I love it. Um, Catholic church. <laughs> Shout out Slick Dissident for bringing that info. That was awesome, too, when you said that. Well, once oh you see God, it, man. you can't unsee it. You really can't. Now it's One like, cat oh, runs no. all that shit. Demon, demon crat. I like that one. <laughs> demon rat, Democrat, yeah, Dem- democracy, demon crazy. What is, um, in your opinion, I guess, what's the worst wordplay that we unknowingly take part in as a society? Yeah, what spell it's are we casting? The time, the time-based stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the week and the weekend. Like we look forward yes. to the weekend. It's, it's bogus. Um, that's, uh, yeah, getting away from... Gregarious, Gregorian, calendrical, uh, <laughs> pro, like, I don't know, fake, fakeness. Like, there's a communication, okay? This is something I've been into lately. What is communication? Because this seems to be the most important thing to open up to create our feedback web and get out of circular logic and, you know, fantasy based reality. So, communication in the universe from from nature is primarily rhythm which is the way that the luminaries move and the way the seasons oscillate and then the next form of communication is empathy and feeling which is intuition and then the third part of communication is on the sound level the sonic level or you could say visual visual communication is the first two and that makes sense because Vision seems to be like the quickest, most apparent form of getting info about where you are. But we have put the sound in communication above everything else. And it's not that that's not useful. It's great because it adds a lot of nuance and depth and dimension to our ability to express. It's beautiful. And language is great for that. But when it's the only thing, and then it's easy to build artificial hierarchies out of these sounds and so I am really, here's my calendar right now for uh, this current month. 
So I've got the phases of the moon. It starts on what society calls October 6th, but that was the new moon for the hunter moon. Mm -hmm. You can see the weeks are different lengths. Not every week is the same number of days. That's because it's going from, and the moon's wacky like that. It's going from quarter to full to quarter to new again. And there's more to the sky clock than just moon, but that's how I've been setting up my calendar for the month. And I'm new to looking at time this way, and it's already making a huge effect. I'm already like really feeling and aware of where La Luna is at. And like, for example, I was walking my dog in the park yesterday and look, I have like super excitement for the full moon that's coming on the 20th. It's a full moon in Aries. I'm an Aries sun. There's like really special shit occurring in my life right now and unbelievably magical manifestations that are already lined up to be on that day. So I already know some of what's going to be on that full moon. So stoked. And <laughs> uh, I was looking at how, like, I've just been looking at the moon every day, like you're getting a little more full. I know it. I know it's coming. Can't wait till you're totally lit. And I was looking at it last night on this walk at the park. It wasn't dark yet, but the moon was out early. And so I was vibing on the moon the whole walk. And I run into this other dog and the uh, person that the dog owned. And my dog and that dog got to, like, run around the field and play. And I was like, what's your dog's name? And the dog's name was Luna. And I was like, there it Shut is. Up. What? No <laughs> way. was that? Holy crap. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, that... That's something, like, that's just a little teaser. I'm going to be getting into that subject in depth on an upcoming episode. And I'm not afraid to, like, ex to, to uh, announce it early because it's with Michael Wan and he's a friend. And I, I expect that it's going to work out and there won't be any problem. So he really turned me on to looking at the rhythm of nature as the first way of interfacing to time and real time, which is cycles rather than linear. And yes. so recommend everybody sketch out their own month to month calendar. Just start with the, the upcoming month, do it a little early and you still sync with people in matrix time by putting the number that it is or whatever you can do both. But the key is instead of like looking at the, the cat holic Vatican calendar as your <laughs> primary, uh, you look at moon as your first thing. And then, you know, so you, you still have both, but it's like you flip the importance for yourself and it changes things. And I'm just at the onset of this change and I can't wait for that awareness and feeling. And because I know what'll happen, I'm already getting to the point where like, I'm starting to just naturally know when, like where in the sky the moon's going to be at a certain time of night, when it's rising and setting, like all these, all this intuition about like where the moon's actually at that before I was totally disconnected from unless I went outside and looked for it is starting to just kind of come in on the intuitive level automatically. Like I'm really feeling the moon and this is a big deal. And I think a huge part of getting out of true, false, good, bad, you know, all of that, because in that Joachim Boaz bullshit, the moon is the evil one, the dark one, you know, and that's like Eve is the evil and the female is the corrupter and the fall and, I know we're winning because I think you guys feel it too, that when we came into the equinox, this Libra season, uh, every year before this, I've, I felt the dip and the decline begin for real yes. at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going up and we're in the fall. 
what is this? It's not a fall at all. <laughs> yeah, the energy's rising. This is, we're winning. This is a big shift. Like, bring on Operation Dark Winter 2. I don't care. I don't even care if the shelves are bare. Whatever <laughs> yeah. they want to scare us about. Like, I know that those of us that live in truth are going to be able to be provided for because abundance is the reality. Lack is the illusion. So it's all about moving from a lack mentality to a slack mentality. Cut yourself some slack. It's going to be fine. Relax. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, we're going to have to make one of those calendars. We, we've, I've started we've to dip my of, toes into yeah. it. That's why we lit the candle. Um, we lit the candle on the seven days leading up to the full moon because the energy is rising. Um, but yeah, we're, I'm trying to keep track of the phases a lot more and I've noticed, I'm noticing the moon a lot more. I remember I pointed out to you yesterday when we went outside and, um, it's, it's hard when you have like Sunday through Sunday in your head, you know, because you know that that's not really like, there's no actual proof it's Sunday or Tuesday or Wednesday. There's no There's proof. no such thing as Tuesday. There's no. no, there is no such thing as that. It's all in our heads and literally we have to look up in the sky to really determine what time of day or night it is. And that's the truth. Like, it's like, you know, you talk to crow, there is no lie in nature. That's where you have to look to first in order to kind of get your real sense of direction. Cause otherwise if you're on that Gregorian demonic calendar, they're going to, they're going to put that sense of time into you and you're going to internalize that. And that's all you're going to ever have. You're, you're never going to realize this whole realm, whatever, whatever this is, is actually filled with magic, filled with energy. The energy rises, the energy subsides, and it's it's a lot more deep than what they want to tell us, the, than what we even learn in school. School's not even for that anyways. They don't teach you that. Yeah, and it is hard with our jobs too when they keep you to a, this schedule. Um, so trying to get away from that is, it's tough, but... Mainly the belief that it's going to be all this friction if you pull away. But if you're valuable to them, whoever they are, and you set your boundaries healthy, instead of being like, oh, I'm so sorry I was late. You're just like, I'll be there when I'm there. You want me to work for you or not? Yeah. <laughs> just see what, not that you're a dick about it, but just see what happens. And uh, yeah. if it's if there's anything right about you being there helping them and they've got any kind of appreciation for you at all they're gonna be like oh okay okay i see that your life is changing right now and i want to help you make that work and let's help each other and yeah like i'm done with zero sum games do you guys want to play a game i have a brand new game i started a few days ago and it's the most fun ever sure let's do it (laughs) okay this is the game you win i win that's the whole game (laughs) yay all right i like that game let's play every day you win i win (laughs) feels super good <laughs> oh my god yeah I've, back I've, to this calendar thing though let's talk about it a little more because i had some thoughts just now because they name the days the d-a-z-e the days we're in of the week our weakness on the gods you know you yeah got fridays for venus and saturday is saturn's and the, you know you, the whole nine well not the whole nine you actually Thir- only get seven thursday is Thursday. day <laughs> It's not really the whole nine. So what that is, is this is everything that the sorcerers of the dark occult do is about taking something that's supposed to be an internal thing and there's where it's true and real 
and making externalizing it to corrupt it. So the Gregorian calendar, I realized just now from this conversation, is an egregorian calendar in the sense that it creates egregores out of this idea of what should be an internal thing. So even the Zodiac, when people, this was a big part of my talk with Peace Dealer that I cannot wait to release. So just everybody, by the time you hear this, it might be out. It's so good. And we talked about the inner Zodiac, which is also something Tesseridon speaks on. And it's not, so you need to know that it's not that the stars and the constellations have an effect on you, like these weird cosmic rays and the juju, and that's making you do this or that. It's an, these are conceptualization that are attempting to describe and clue you into archetypes within yourself that you are a vessel for. And Beth Martins does the best work on archetypes too, but there's another, there's a more occult side of this than even she gets into. Not that she doesn't do a great job helping people find the relationship she, that they have to the archetypes. She's excellent, excellent for this. But the Egregorian calendar, by putting the God's names on the days, and you think like, oh, it's moon day. So, you know, today, for some reason, it's significant with the moon. and Or it's, you're going into this X season of this constellation. So it's guaranteed that it's got to be this way. And here's the horoscope. Uh, the truth is that these forces are only internal forces and they only play out from the inward to the outward. And so that means we have a lot of agency for the way that we filter that archetype or express that archetype. And we should be in communication with the archetype and that we change the archetype as much as it changes us rather than us being on the rails of this fake idea of fate. And you notice that people that are really in a downward spiral, everything is just like, this is my fate. You know, I can't fix it and everything's out of my control and I need to control it all. But the people on the up and up, they're just open to find the good in what's happening and the possibilities and the potential. And there is everything that even was tough. They're like, well, here's how it helped me level up. And so it wasn't like a restriction. It wasn't, it was a expansion. And this is the inner child coming back because the, you learn that the obstacles are the course and that life is an obstacle course and kids love obstacle courses to so look at it that way and have fun jumping over hurdles and doing ninja warrior training and all of that because everything that goes on is for your enlightenment and your enjoyment and really nothing else even though enlightenment is a destructive process about removing that which isn't meant for you whereas enjoyment is about expanding and, and gaining and finding the treasure and these two elements of life in balance and dynamically within yourself as the mediator between them, it means that you actually never have to lose balance or lose flow. And you can remember, you can get to a level where you never forget again. And when you remember who you truly are, your reason for being here, and you get stoked on life again, everything becomes just this beautiful adventure. Um, we've, we realize, oh, I already knew this. I've been here before but I forgot. And this is going back to what I said about everything. The only thing that's real is your vibe and your energy. And if you get your energy right and you balance your four elements, you will remember who you are and the world will react to you as who you truly are rather than giving you this scripted fake character bullshit that it seems like fate. So we get away from the egregorian calendar and the belief that there are these 
archonic gods or the planets are controlling us or all this stupid, stupid self-limiting shit and realize that all of these archonic forces are archetypes and we play out these different types. And if we learn to express them in equal measure and balance them as elements, then we gain the power of the entire Zodiac rather than just being this one character that, you know, that society said we should be or must be. That's true. I didn't, it, it, I always have this notion that like the, the bodies that we see in the sky, the earth that we see around us. And, and we talked about this a little bit earlier where everything begins with the mind, but that's all in us too. All of that's in us too. Like I, I see the egg behind you and yeah, that's what we see, but that's also here as well. That's inside. And people always like to, you know, they, they like to, to liken this to, oh, well, are you just worshiping yourself? You know, like they try and turn it like it's a bad thing spiritually. No, that's, we're not worshiping ourselves. There's, there's a creator, there's creative force, there's something, you know, but it's, it's all starts here and then it manifests out. And that's kind of why, that's, that's also why I kind of feel like we see things all differently. Like everybody's perspective is a little bit differently because everybody's universe is reset from their perspective. I mean, you're carrying it around with you. So why wouldn't you see something? So like that stupid meme that came out a while back is the dress blue or is the dress white or gold or whatever the stupid color of that stupid meme was. And everybody's like, Oh, it's gold. Oh, it's blue. Oh, it's this. Yeah. It, it's, it's all those things. It's all those things at once because you're the universe and you're seeing it this way. And I'm the universe and I'm seeing it this way. So it's literally both at the same time. And so people that have that like scientism mentality where they're like, you have to, or would you call it Capricorn mentality where, where people have to prove That's certain me. things? Yeah. <laughs> Why is it this way? What is it? What, you know, they, they'll take a pixel from this little square of the thing and they'll be like, well, this, the color picker on my computer says it's this color. It doesn't matter because color is an illusion too. <laughs> it's all inside of you. That's the problem. You're thinking it, you're thinking of it the wrong way. You know, so I think if we just change and just our perspectives a bit and we realize like, oh, we are all one. You are the universe. I am the universe. We together are the universe. And that is something that people people don't like to look at, because I think it's like it's almost like it's a too it's too stressful to think about it. That that's too big, but it's actually quite simple. And it, it's bringing things back down to a simple perspective. It's not. The world we see right now or when we're not awake, that's more complex. This is actually simple. And this is probably how it was created in the first place. So we we should probably have this perspective at least to wake us up a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if that, that ramble even made any sense. No, it hits because in, whenever you crack the shells or go to a different level of the layer of the onion and uh, uh, expand beyond the octave that people have been limiting themselves to it does get simpler it gets vaster and simpler at the same time it's a paradox but it's because you're merging the one and the zero or you're you're realizing that the duality the only thing that's the illusion is that what you see in the mirror or the other is different or separate it's actually all reflection so we don't need to worship anything we don't want to ride a warship. I don't. I'm done with that. <laughs> so you're not worshiping self. 
You're not turning yourself into a, a naval vessel, military vessel, which is what all this stupid uh, Vatican-based maritime admiralty commerce law is about, is turning you into a uh, citizenship and being under the rulership. And so we're not going to worship self to lose that, but you do respect self. Respect. Look again what that means spect is from the latin root that is to see and so we respect self in all things you can even say that all is self because the feeling of the sense and feeling of i am i am what i am if you strip away all of the identity or the sameness or identification with the things of the external world which are not illusion because illusion would be ill us right we're not ill anymore we recognize these are, it's all parts of a whole, cells in the body. But when you strip away all the perception of identifications, which is noun, which is person, place, thing, as opposed to process, verb, isness, being, being. We say human being like it's a, a noun. It's not. Mm. It's, a, it's a verb. You're a process. You're unfolding. Evolution is unfoldment. That's what it means. So you say all itself. You're not saying that I'm the God of everything. You are respecting the self-existing life force energy that creates and generates all things. You're eliminating the need and the belief for a beginning and an end. You're restoring your own timeline and, and uh, dropping the fake story. Restore, you first have to get rid of the fake store story, the store, the commerce, commercial code of conduct and law and legalism we get away from man's legalism and back to natural law which is the the it is what it is so you go i am what i am it is what it is and that's god and god is coming back together and getting getting the family back together so that you can be the proper child of the expression of these two forces of the yin yang and be that line in the middle between the white and the dark instead of being like well everything's mom's fault or everything's dad's fault. No. <laughs> you are the balance between mom and dad. You are the expression of the power in this system. And the duality of light and dark, masculine and feminine is required for you to even exist on this timeline. So all itself doesn't mean that like you created it all and you need to be responsible for everyone else's energy. It means that you respect that the life force energy of other beings, the bioelectricity, the charge that we all carry, that's the part of life and reality that is one, that is all one. And everything else is multiplicity, but it's multiplicity enmeshed within the one. So just like you're one body, but you have all these cells, and the same electricity is shared by all these cells and travels between them, and that's open communication in a web of all parts of self being able to speak to all parts of self. Back to mushrooms, what does that do in your brain? It removes the barriers between parts of your brain so blood flow can go from all parts of the brain to all parts of the brain the way that they would when you're a child before you create all these identity barriers and compartmentalizations and hiding aspects of self from aspects of self. So we restore the divinity in ourself by bringing our, our communication back online Really, it's offline because when you think about it, it's unplugging from the artificial electricity of the Gregorius, Egregorian external idea of gods and honoring, turning on 
the God within, as in learning to commune through the feeling of your life force energy and how it travels and moves in you. And that is where divine speaks to you and gives you the guidance that lets you know whether or not it's a hell yes or a hell or not a hell yes. And if it isn't a hell yes, it's a hell no, people. That's that should be how it goes, I think. Not to tell you what you should do, but I hope all that made sense. It was an extreme ramble. <laughs> <laughs> it does make sense. I know you brought up um, I am, and I've been very careful with my I ams lately. Um, I'll, I'll catch myself, like, say a, a funny joke or a funny meme, and I'm like, oh, I'm dead, you know? I just, <laughs> I don't want to say if that it anymore. Makes you laugh, it's okay. If it makes you laugh, it's cool. I think because that's that's good. Laugh is good. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, you know what you mean. You know what you mean. Intention yeah. is more important than the the sound. Of course, that's feeling feeling before sound. But you could also come up with a different way of saying it. Like, I'm killing it right now. You could just say like, I'm living it right now. There you I go. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's pretty cool. That's true. But yeah, um. Everything you said, I totally resonate. Um, you put things so, you word things so well. Like I, I totally, I connect. I understand. It's hard for me to put those things into words, but um, yeah, I feel. What's funny I feel is you. Like, I don't even think that it comes through me, and I'm like, oh, what am I gonna say next? I'm watching, I'm watching and listening to it like you guys are. So that's kind of the trip of it. Well, are you like outside of your body? When these oh, things no, happen, I'm completely in my body. I'm, I'm really in here. Yeah, it's the flow. That's all I'm doing is being in the body. It's the flow. It's the flow. The flow is carrying you. That's what it is. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um. I don't know how much longer we have you for, but I wanted to kind of get into music a little bit. Yeah. Um. If you're down, I'm good for like with that. shoot for two hours. I, I feel like that's a sweet spot. For sure. Cool. Let's do it. Um, so you're, you're, uh, I take it you used to rave quite a bit. Yeah. I was a rave wizard. I would go around the rave and help people get out of their bad drug experience. It's oh, so man. cool. We weren't really rave yeah, wizards, I'm a super but... good dancer. Oh, really? <laughs> you're gonna have to bust yeah, a dance. I'm really good at, at like imitating the people on ecstasy and doing a better job being on ecstasy than they do. <laughs> oh, <man>. That's good. <laughs> hilarious yeah we've never done ecstasy at a rave so no i feel like i just get a contact high from people who are on it because there's so many people like when we we'd go to like nocturnal wonderland or whatever there would there'd be so many people on it it's like if you just like rub up against somebody you're like oh i feel it too (laughs) but you know i I, they're sweating it out of their pores exactly contact high literally exactly yeah we never i don't think i've never done it but you know, mushrooms. I don't think I've ever even done mushrooms at a festival, to be honest with you. No, I think we... are, are wild because they can give you the feeling of any of the other substances, depending on what would be right for you. But yeah. I will, in defense of ecstasy or MDMA, say that when it's in proper dosage and purity, it's a super healing substance and not sure. something I would tell people to avoid. But, you know, to get real, there's a million things that get passed off as ecstasy that aren't the real thing. And also people can get into a belief that they need it to have fun at an event. But what I think about it is it's a mega heart opening uh, experience. You can overdose and die. So it's like weigh that in the balance. Less is more. And like any of the other psychedelics or plant medicines, once you've opened a door in your mind and you know what it feels like to be in a certain state of openness, 
you can return to there without the need for the tool that showed it to you. So I look at it like, try it if you're called to. Be smart about it. Get test kits. Know that it's the real thing. Don't go looking for it in a way where you can get taken advantage of because you need it. And let it come to you if it's naturally coming to you, then that's cool. Then the universe is like, hey, here's a here's the tool. I'm showing it to you. It's, it's coming up in flow. But don't go looking for it because I always said this about mushrooms. I tell this story all the time. But when I used to like, I, there was a time where I wanted to do them more. And I learned a hard lesson once where I was going around asking people if they had them. And it didn't take long before somebody sold me something that was bunk and not real. But then I was like, okay, I get it. If I go looking and I'm in the lack mentality, like I need it, then that's where I run into the person who's looking to take advantage of somebody in need. Whereas if I am open to it and say, I would like this experience, it usually just gets given to me at a perfect time. So anyway, I think MDMA or ecstasy has a lot of positive benefits, but also people can die on it and they'll give you, people will give you meth or cocaine and say it's ecstasy or weird ass research chemicals. So it's not something you need, but maybe it will come to you in a way that's really in flow and awesome. Now, I don't think that you like, yeah, you don't need it, but generally avoid white powders actually just in life. <laughs> white powders are super sketchy, but there's some <laughs> exceptions to every rule. Like flour. If you're making bread. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sugar. <laughs> sugar well probably shouldn't have that much sugar (laughs) i don't know well yeah chance what was your first rave experience like uh pretty amazing um it's kind of cool because a few months before the first rave experience i had well no no the very first rave experience i had was like a basement rave in the town i'm in i met a bunch of people that became like important figures in my life and uh you know it was like sort of a squanchy screechy like dubstep thing but it was really fun because i think that this like low vibration deep dark music can be super healing that's why a lot of people get into metal it's like you're expressing some of the low end of the spectrum that doesn't get out you feel it in your body and that reverberation makes you feel your body and that's cool uh so my first rave like experience was just a great time to cut loose and and move my body in different ways and there's a huge advantage to that because when you move in new ways it opens your mind up to think in new ways and that's why like yoga and other movement medicines are so potent for helping people get unstuck in their life yeah i hear you on the metal part or the metal music i'm i'm big well in high school i was big on metal and um stupid like emo music and <laughs> i was a big prog metal guy in for high sure <laughs> nice like uh, dream theater okay okay yeah it was <sighs> i had my household wasn't perfect you know um there's a lot of darkness there so i turned to metal to feel that i guess and um i don't know i felt good a lot of people would tell me like why would you do that why would you go to the negative listen to negative music i'm like oh i can actually it helps me feel what I want to feel in that moment. Um, it's not, that, it's not the only thing you listen to either. No. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't the only thing I listened to, but yeah. Yeah. You weren't listening to like NSYNC or anything. No. That's for sure. <laughs> no, I didn't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to smashing pumpkins and, um, Radiohead instead of 
in sync and Backstreet Boys. Yeah. yeah. That was your dessert. You'd listen to Screamo and then you'd you'd listen to like Radiohead and that was like your your cheerful dessert. As cheerful as Radiohead. Yeah, and then be. some like blank C D landed on my desk and I just popped it into the computer, not even thinking, Oh, there's a virus on here. I was like, Oh, there's probably music on here and it, it opened up my eyes and ears to um like Deep House and electronic that whole genre. So Yeah. You got really big into Cascade and then I oh, was, cool. I was really big into, like, I started getting into EDM kind of through my brother who introduced Daft Punk to me when I didn't even know that they were the ones that made around the world. And he, he moved into my parents' house for a short time before, like when he broke up with his girlfriend and he was actually getting engaged to another girl <laughs> and then he ended up moving out. But he lived back at home and he had this huge music collection. And I remember he said, go through my music, take whatever you want. So I went and I saw Daft Punk and I saw that both their, their albums at that time was literally just at Daft Punk, just in different kind of fonts. So I listened to the first, the first one. And I was like, these guys are the ones that do the around the world song. Then I started going to like prodigy and all kinds of like, you know, house and dance music. And, and then we met, you were really into metal and stuff. And then eventually you got into house music in college and then that's when we were like let's try the rave thing and that ended up being a really great way i think to connect there's something about having all that vibration together in one place where everyone's there for one thing it's like church only you don't feel guilty you know what i mean (laughs) or shamed so (laughs) the real like in my opinion the clutch placement for that is when it's not too big because when you get to like the hero worship of the god on the stage yeah it's sketchy and when it's like that person on the stage is your friend and you admire them because you know them there's a different type of magic i'm not saying that you can't have like musical heroes and go to a big show but some of those larger artists are efficient energy vampires that actually even do some weird hypnotic stuff in the sound waves i've done some content on that there's an old epi- older episode from, I think, early in the year, maybe last year, with Lindsay on her Middle Path show, where I talk about psychedelic vampires. It's like psychic vampires, but oh. it's in the uh, the music and the festival scene, and that was pretty fun. I'm going to have to listen to that one. Yeah, What's, I recommend that one. Is uh, Bass Nectar a psychedelic vampire? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like the first yeah, name know, that came to mind. He might be an actual vampire. All that, yeah. It came. All that came to light about him when Pluto was retro on uh, t- in 2020, and a bunch of these big figureheads and kings in the scene became exposed for who they really were. And I, you know, I shone light on those characters in that episode and gave specific examples of why and how and it, what's in the symbolism. And so that was fun. And I think it's one of the more unique research episodes i've done as a guest somewhere so look that one up but i think if you just i'm going to search it right now when i stop talking and find the link but i think it's just psychedelic vampires maybe and my name and middle path but i want to turn the tables on you guys as a a host in the guest seat and just ask a quick question yeah you tell me i'm like really on astrology kick lately i just keep getting so into the gravy can you tell me like sun moon rising if that's not uh private information I don't even know if I know that. Uh, what is that? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> like your, you know your sun sign at least, your main Sagittarius. Sign? Uh, I'm an Aries. December thirteenth. Word fire. <laughs> you got triple fire right here. <laughs> I'll 
also Aries. What's up? Yes. <laughs> are you, cool. do you do you know which you are in the Chinese calendar? What animal you are in the Chinese calendar? Yeah, I'm a snake. You're a snake. I'm yeah, a, a snake. I'm a dragon. I don't know. And my father is also a dragon, and my nephew is also a dragon. So that's I don't, cool. We're I close can't. to the same age. I'm 32. I'm okay. about to be on that magical 33. Hey. Proud of you guys. 33 got your back. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we started this podcast this year. Yeah. So. Yeah, and look at the expansion. Like, I started it before Saturn Return, and it was really slow going. And, like, I put a lot of the work on the show of before my self-work. And then when I got that, when I rearranged the order of things, then I, all the connections started happening and started taking off. I mean, my old content was good, but as far as reaching people, the uh, connectivity wasn't there because I had so much inner disconnect. But I don't want to like trash my old shows to go back to them. There's some good stuff there, <laughs> especially at the very beginning. For sure, yeah. I I watched the one with uh, you and Michael uh, Serion. Um, that was pretty good. I didn't get to see the other hour, though, because... I don't know where to find it, but um, you got a Rockman account. It yeah, it, I found like the first hour on there. I think I don't. I can't remember. Maybe I just didn't look hard yeah, enough. Rockman can be a little t- tough to navigate, but I think that in the description of the episode on YouTube, there should be a link straight to it. Okay, but I'll shoot you a Rockman link to that if you're curious. That was a really good chat to Serion. He's a superhero. I'm going on his show tomorrow. Oh, nice, awesome. When does this air, by the way? I don't know. Um, we're, we're, we, approximately. we put it on Rockfin early, so the video will be on early, and then um, I'm thinking it'll probably be on next week sometime, and the audio will be available oh, maybe not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after for everybody to listen to. Well, cool, because it'll already be a done deal by then, but I'll tell you guys a secret. I'm taking uh, Slick Dissident Gabriel on Unslaved tomorrow. And oh, doing an episode where we cover how the 22 Marvel movies that make up the original Avengers cycle are each tied to one of the 22 tarot cards of the major arcana. What? No way. <laughs> yeah. We're going to show how the, I call it tarot forming mass mind and the way that these archetypes are woven in to fiction to give people a specific uh, version of the archetype that ever, it's like, when you get a tarot reading, that spread is just for you, and it's expressing your uniqueness and where you're at. But when you put tarot into something that's a big mass ritual like that, it's like putting everybody into the same tarot read, and it's a collectivism thing. And there's a lot of danger there, and we're going to expose, we're going to expose the bullshit and teach some cool tarot stuff, and it's going to be really cool. So, oh my god, yeah, that's what drives me nuts is this annoying, um, these annoying rituals, you know, that we get put in. But we can see it, but a lot of people can't, and they just go in with it, and it's, I don't know, drives me nuts. Yeah. But that is so cool, you're going to make me subscribe. <laughs> to a, go get a month on Unslaved just to, I mean, shameless plug, but just to watch the six or seven interviews that I've done on there. I'm actually pretty proud of the fact that I'm the all-time most recurring guest on Tessarion's show because he's a fucking legend and I don't even know how I got Hell yeah. to be in there like that, but it's because maybe the variety of things I'm into, that helps. Yeah. And I make good PowerPoints. <laughs> For sure. Never underestimate a great PowerPoint. <laughs> it's, it's real. It's yeah. super real. It doesn't even have to be that great. Just having the PowerPoint is like a leg up, bringing the visual dimension to the info. 
Yeah, tar- tarot is something I'm I'm interested in learning about more. And I know you mentioned him and his series that he has on it. Um, and subscribing, I might just subscribe for that too, just to get some background on it. Cause I'm still new. I watch, I know I watch your Oracle and yeah. sometimes Buffalo watches it every yeah. day and it's so fascinating. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear you say that though. It, but it, so everyone knows it works. <laughs> like it, it fits well, for me, I'm sure with others too, it fits in my life and what I'm, my journey is going through. And, um, I don't know how it works, but <laughs> the spirit guides are watching us. Source is watching us and guiding us if we're willing to listen. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. The amount of different types of tarot decks that are available. When I went to go get the candle, I actually picked up a little thing of selenite cause they had it and it felt right. So I just, I just wanted to pick one up. So um, but I saw all the decks they had, they had like two dozen different types of decks, everything from like Ryder white decks to like, uh, I, I didn't think that cyberpunk deck that you mentioned was there, but they had something similar to that with like a mecha type thing on there. I'm I like, don't think there's like any this. version of that physically, the cyber tarot okay. that's just in the video game, cyberpunk 2077. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. That is weird. Game. Yeah. That makes it even weirder, right? Yeah. yeah I don't like that. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was an important series for me because that was how I got connected with Lindsay. I had I had mined that information of the the fucked up transhumanist tarot in the game Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and I was like, where do I even put this? I didn't want to just do a presentation on it alone. I wanted to get in with people who also know tarot, and then Matt Landman put me in touch with Lindsay Sharman from Rural Ways. And that was our first time connecting. And she was like, Matt told me to message you. And he said that we should work together. And I have no idea why, but here I am. What's up? My name is Lindsay. And I was like, Hey, do you want to do a series on the tarot in cyberpunk 2077 and, and expose this transhumanism programming? And she was like, yes. And then we did it. And I was like, did we just become best friends? And now we've done a bunch of shows together. Hell yeah. And she's, she's awesome. a total, total amazing human being. I uh, recommend people go to her for her blessings and her healing services and the tune-up she does. I actually just received one last week, and it was very powerful, very, very synchronistic. Like, at one point during it, I was like, the next card you're going to draw is Ace of Wands, and then she did. And I was like, we are really, we're really in it right now. And there's a lot of cards in the tarot deck. You know, that's amazing. Can't make this stuff up. So amazing. (laughs) You kind of connected with her in a similar way. You sought her spiritual advice first and then she reached out to you. Right. Yeah. um, Just randomly, I guess some voice went in her head and was like, you should have legs on your show. That was fun. So I that's saw that one. <laughs> that was my first exposure was, to you. I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but it was well, fun. We're going to have you both on Interverse before too long. I know. I'm so excited. I don't yeah. think I have. Do we have a date on the calendar? If not, my bad. We, we will get that sorted I th- out. I think um, Vibrant, we decided we're going to do that. Oh, like that is more fun. End of yeah. November. Yeah. I don't know, unless I shouldn't have said that. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think you're probably right. We'll get that sorted out off air. But yeah, let's, sure. I think that's what I said is let's do a Vibrant. Yeah. But I want to also get more of your full story. And we'll do Interverse too. I think we'll just collab a lot because we've, we carry the same intention and energy and generational uh, mission. And yeah, I definitely feel like I already knew you guys 
especially because we're fire gang. What's up? Yeah. You know, you seem, you seem like a friend I grew up with and I, I didn't grow up with you, but you just seem like somebody I grew up with. So I'm like, oh man. We could have known each other in a past life. You That's never true. know. Soul tribe. Oh, uh, like legs especially reminds me of a friend I have in real life, but like a, a spirit, like a spiritually awoke version, awakened version of that friend and not like a kind of lost version. <laughs> so I'm glad I found you. <laughs> anyway, we're just these archetypes playing through the, vessels of unique perspectives and bodies and so you know we like past when we say past life what it really is is that we're recognizing the life force energy that is eternal and is all there ever was and so we don't need to know like when or where or how it was but we just real recognize real and it's always going to feel like that and that's why it's cool to trust what's fun and what's easy especially when connecting with others and when it's like, wow, this is, there's friction. I'm trying to have to force it to make this work. Really rethink whether or not that's what you want because synchronicity, the real synchronicity is easy and the real flow state is like a lazy river. You get where you want to go and you let the wind carry your sails instead of trying to motivate yourself. Motivation is like a motor and you need to burn fuel and, you know, there's like this whole, it's uh, destructive and consumptive. Whereas if you're in flow and traveling with the winds, the amazing magic of wind and air as a element is that it penetrates all things without force. It's gentle, but it's in everything. And it goes through every crack and every crevice. And if you're on the winds of life changes and in the woo way or the effortless flow of the Tao, you never need to be like, okay, here's where I must go next. And it's the only way things will work is if I go there next, because you can trust that if you are part of everything and thus everything is you, then eventually you're going to go everywhere and you don't need to force it. Well said, Chance. Well said. We should probably just end it there. That was beautiful. But um, Thanks for listening to my soapbox, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Universepodcast.com is where you find the links to everything I do on Rockfin, Patreon, YouTube. I do an extra show every week called Vibrant where the community comes together and we have a lot of fun and people call in and it's very, uh, you know, tribe vibes and not just, it's not the same as the very serious conversations on Interverse where we dig deep into the esoteric and mysteries of life, but Everything's fun that I'm doing right now. I would love for anyone out there that this is their first time uh, hearing of Interverse to go check it out. Pick a, any episode that sounds good. They're generally timeless. I do not seek to talk about current events or things that are going to go stale. Like, go back in the archives even. It's all, whatever feels right, go for it. There's all kinds of stuff in there. For sure. Could you give us three songs before we let you go? Oh, off sure. the top of your head? Yeah, and I was starting to make the playlist, but okay, off the top of my head. First <laughs> one, I have Spotify open. First one is Propane Nightmares by Pendulum. Okay. Yes, Pendulum. Oh, man. It's a good fu- fire, team fire That's song. That's a good one. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Let's Write see. The down. second one is. Okay, it's by, hold on, let me just type real quick. Sorry for, for sure, no. air. Oh no my God. Horrible. You're all good. Yeah. No, Pendulum is good. We've, I don't think we've seen them live. 
Me neither. I would not yeah. really love to. They're back now. They were on a 10-year hiatus, but when Cooties happened, they're like, all right, we're going to drop some music to tell everyone why this is bullshit in an artistic way. And I was like, thanks, guys. Yeah. So Pendulum, Propane Nightmares is an older song, but I just really love that one. It got me into electronic music and changed my life because I opened up to new type of music. Second one, it's called Rise Up by Savant. And anything in Savant's catalog, he's a super freak. He makes more music. Like, if you like electronic music, that dude has made every genre better than every artist that was just in that genre. He does it all. And the third one... I want you guys to check out is a lucid L U S I D. And uh, if you're not sure which lucid it is, it's the one where the L S and the D are capital letters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and man, it's tough to decide which song of his, cause he's also a super freak prolific expansion, expansive artist. So I want you to just check out all his things, but what feels right to put everybody on right now is a track of his called source code. And it's tough to pick one. It's all, he's really good. He's like a, I'm actually going to see him at the end of the month. He's a personal friend of mine. And nice. he plays like 12 instruments, including an enchanted didgeridoo. And he's a oh. one man band that live loops all this stuff with uh, music he produces to layer over it. So oh, wow. he's a totally incredible, incredible musician. So LUSID source code is the track. I will put all three of those in a playlist for you guys too so Sweet. that you can link it link them and enjoy that those are some of my favorite songs in the world although that's hard to say because music is life and there's a lot of music in the world and it's infinite especially in the modern age it's one of the best parts about life right now is that you have access to infinite expression in sound and you never have to be locked into like the way that our boomer folks are just still listening to the same classic rock and shit i'm like adult contemporary so boring <laughs> <laughs> yeah i look forward to my release radar every friday because it's always just on spot I, I don't know if you're familiar with that on spotify that's like a playlist that gets generated every friday based on what you've been listening to um and they just pop up like new songs and artists and fresh I, yeah i love that so much or do you know big wild the artist Big Wild. Yes, I've been into Big Wild for a minute. Awesome. I love that one, guy. He's great. He's <laughs> great live, too. One time after I saw Big Wild, uh, he was opening for the Floozies. Uh, I accidentally fell out of time, and I was just, like, stuck waiting for three hours for the Floozies to come on, even though it was only 15 minutes that passed. And I was like, what did, what did you do to me, Big Wild? <laughs> <laughs> also LSD. That was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> time's just a construct doesn't exist anyway oh, man it is so true so <laughs> true it's all perception that's why the, the more in flow you are the days feel longer and like you have time for everything and the more that you're trying to force yourself to do shit you don't want to do it's like i never have time for anything yeah that's so true that's why work sucks because it forces you into thinking <laughs> that you're like oh i never have time but yeah once you start living in flow man it just all the times that's why the weekends seem at least now lately they've been They've seemed like they're endless, and then the week, like, zooms by because it's, like, shitty time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Chance, so much for coming on and spreading your knowledge. Thank you. Fire so Tribe. Connect. I was definitely looking forward to this, and it did not disappoint. Better than I could have imagined. So oh, I'm so glad. appreciate you. <laughs> Y'all are wonderful. You guys, <laughs> you're, you're exactly what we need out here. That's so, oh, that's awesome. That feels Thank good. You. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
Much love, everybody. Thanks Much for love, listening. Chance. We'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the False Reality Check podcast. There's many ways to support us, but please subscribe to us on Rockfin. Yes, Rockfin is only $9.99 per month or $99 a year, and you get our premium content, our live streams, and other great content from the free thinking community, MMA, um, comedy, so much good stuff on there. And you can uh, throw us a couple of dollars for tip if you'd like. Yes, please. We would love that. You can also find us and all of our content on falserealitycheck.com. You can find our podcasts at anywhere podcasts are found, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, uh, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, or again, go to our website, falserealitycheck.com for our RSS feed. Yes, we're also on Twitter and Instagram at FRCPod. And we're at Gab and Float at False Reality Check. But don't feel like you got to reach out to us there. You can also reach out to us through email at frcpodcast at protonmail.com. We tried our best to answer and read all of our emails from fans. And we love you guys for reaching out to us. Yes. Thank you, listeners. And keep listening. Definitely. Check us all also out. You can reach out to us on Telegram. We're also on Telegram at uh, False Reality Check. Yes. I think that's it. Alrighty. Until next time. Peace.